Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, Is everything running smoothly in our day-to-day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. On today's episode of the Me Suite, we are going to be talking to an international man of mystery. His name is Guillermo Wasserman. He's an international business lawyer and has been in this field for over 20 years. He is currently a partner at Wasserman West. He is licensed in both Georgia and Argentina. He focuses on business law, intellectual property law, IT law, corporate law, 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 law. He has law degrees from Emory and Northwestern and in Argentina, and has been in the U.S. since about 2001 and became a naturalized citizen through that process, is the father of two, is married to a superwoman wife, fluent in three languages. I could go on and on. And I've asked Guillermo to be here today because he has lived an extremely interesting life, and I believe he looks at the world in a very different way than I do. Because of his legal training, because of his international experiences, because of being an immigrant in the United States and raising a family here. So we're just going to riff on that topic. And I am very pleased to have here today, Guillermo Wasserman. Thank you, Don. I'm very happy to be here. Appreciate it. Guillermo, I know you've won prizes and all kinds of other accolades. Is there anything in your background that I've missed that you wanted me to highlight? Well, I'm just very concerned that you're doing uh, what is a typical Greek tragedy, right? You're creating a a big, you know, hero only to not be able to meet the expectations, but go ahead. <laughs> and you're so broadly read that you can quote Greek tragedy. See, you're living up to your reputation. <laughs> one, one. <laughs> so, Guillermo, you know that I start with core values. Let's start there. And if you could please share those with the listeners and how they've been shaping the decisions that you make in your life. Sure. Um, you know, and there are many things that I could quote or say that I think are important to me, Uh but actually I'm going to go with the one that actually, uh, you know, when you walk the walk and, um, you know, the one that's proven to me very, very important, significant in my life Mm -hmm. consistently has been perseverance. Okay. Perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. My wife, when I met her, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. And here (laughs) we are with two kids in the U.S. (laughs) She's from Brazil. Uh, My current um, law partner. Uh Uh-huh former boss and mentor in other big firms also didn't want to have anything to do with me. Oh. So I try not to take a no for an answer. Okay. And I think that um, those challenges or barriers, you know, they make you, uh, it's more rewarding when, when you achieve those things. And uh, for me, it's sort of a virtuous circle uh-huh. because of my prior experiences. Yeah. Uh, they have, you know, I've been able to overcome them yeah. And um, so now I don't necessarily see it as a, as a problem, more as an opportunity. Oh, wow. Those are really good examples, both a business one and a personal one. And those were the most significant, right? I mean, sure. there are others, but uh, um, I draw upon those experiences to to gain the strength that is required for 
you know, daily challenges. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's number one. Um, and then in the same line, um, you know, be confident in what you do and stick. I mean, of course, be open-minded, but if you have a, a north, try to follow it. Uh -huh. um, uh, it's never too, too late to do the right thing. You always have time. Mm -hmm. uh, the past is gone. So, you know, um, you can always, you know, fix things and, 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 and steer in the right direction. Did and you learn that one from an experience? Yes, uh -huh. um, I, I did. Um, and this goes, you know, I, I don't want to end up in cliches, but that doesn't mean that they are less valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's never, it's never too, too late to do the right thing or another one I like a lot uh, because it's proven to me the case, mm -hmm. you know, coming from Argentina, it's a very different set of values mm -hmm. and social dynamics, the way you achieve things. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. tends to be uh, more meritocratic. Mm. Um, of course, there are some exceptions, but, you know, I say that here, uh, maybe 70% of what you do is more, you know, merit. I mean, there's always uh, external factors yeah. that you can't control, but th those you can never control. So you have to do everything that is within your ability to control the things that you can. Mm -hmm. and, and this is kind of a legal, you know, approach to things. I think mm -hmm. most lawyers think like that. Mm -hmm. because there are other uncertainties that won't, won't be able to, to address. So at least you, you mitigate you know, those uncertainties by doing everything that's under your control. Yeah. The one that I like a lot is the longest dis distance between two points mm -hmm. is uh, most likely a shortcut. Okay. Which, of course, is counterintuitive, but still, mm -hmm. also in our profession, I think it goes a long way. Okay. Uh, you know... Uh, the best way to do something is doing it right, even if it takes, you know, more time or more resources. Because mm -hmm. if not, it'll come back to haunt you. Yeah. Do you want me to expand on the legal mindset? Yes. Well, um, let us get in your head. It's a I, scary place. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for every every attorney, but I do think that uh, uh, personally, and, and most attorneys, uh, being paranoid. <laughs> which is probably a, a problem in society. Okay. It's something very good for a lawyer, right? Okay. Because ultimately, uh, we are trained to think of worst possible scenarios mm -hmm. that in many cases never materialize. But okay. still, we have to be mindful of those so that we can prevent from happening because, as they say, um, uh, averages or statistics are very uh -huh. misleading. Yeah. If you have your head in the, in the freezer, and your feet in the oven, you are in average, okay. Of course, you're dead. <laughs> so we don't want that to happen. Uh, so when a client comes to us, and, you know, I always say this, um, I'm almost like a broken record. Uh, if you come to me with a few questions mm -hmm. and you leave with many more questions and answers, then I think a lawyer is doing its job. I think of good lawyers as being very good at critical thinking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think it's a profession that, uh, unlike how it's perceived, mm -hmm. is both very creative, uh -huh. quite creative, and, and also very, for what I do, transactional work, it's also very analytical, but almost like, um, like if you were an engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, in many cases, the ramifications of what you do have to be very precise. Yeah. And, you know, one route or the other would have very precise outcomes. And that's also very rewarding because there's a level of precision. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, vagueness 
uh, like what some clients uh, think, it's an enemy of of our profession because uh-huh. we're just uh, postponing a problem, yeah. which is going to be very costly to resolve in the future. Yeah. I have personal experience with that just with estate planning, estate mm-hmm. law. Vague, yes. vagueness, is, uh, vagueness is the enemy. Wonderfully said. Vagueness is definitely the enemy of, of efficiency and doing our work right mm-hmm. because we're creating opportunity for, for dispute mm-hmm. when there's uh, vagueness. When there's precision and in a very good and tight agreement, at least in my line of business, what, what it does is discourages the other party because if they realize the agreement is very well drafted, mm-hmm. the likelihood of success mm-hmm. is minimum. So therefore, it's not worth it to attack that agreement. Mm-hmm. So the most you think of exit strategies at the beginning, the less likely it is that you need to exit. What are some of the tips and lessons that you would like to leave with listeners in the MeSuite podcast? Uh, tips. One thing that I can tell is in, in my experience, one of them was uh, preparing the resume. Okay. And um, this is uh, mainstream versus being, you know, very self-aware and, mm-hmm. and playing to your strength. Okay. Um, when I started, I went to Northwestern as an LLM. It was... Um, but oh, like a career advisor? A career advisor. Mm-hmm. And immediately it, it came apparent to me that, you know, the advice was very good, but it was the same advice to everyone. Ah. So all the resumes, the resumes t- tend to be in the main and they all very look much, much the same. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult to stand out. Uh, and they were all um, superlative. They all mm-hmm. very good. So I said, you know what, I'm going to avoid this, uh, this advice. I'm going to go my own uh, way. It would actually now hindsight, it, it proved to be very good. Okay. Uh, it ended up well, but um, I realized that uh, without being misleading or without lying, but the resume is something very subjective, mm-hmm. right? And this doesn't go just with a resume. It means in an interview or anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not in excellent shape. So if I take a picture of myself, it would be with a suit, which I look pretty good in a suit. Okay. <laughs> but if, if you if you are going to the gym every day, you can take, you know, your picture probably with a swimsuit. Okay. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, you are not lying or misleading everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, in that same context, remember... Uh, studying my my audience or target very uh-huh. well, so I was sending the resumes to to partners. Uh-huh. And if I realize in my case that a partner was a very avid, you know, artist or you know, in my case, photographer, mm-hmm. uh, and if I had, you know, gone to taken photography classes, mm-hmm. I would definitely put that. Yeah, because it's very likely that that person uh, was going to think, you know, well, at least this guy, they all look the same. It's going to be more interesting to interview. A personal connection. And I always think that, you know, there's always uh, mm-hmm. with clients, with everything you do, uh, people before, before being lawyers, judges, architects, and whatever they are yeah. for a living, they are, they are people and you need to, mm-hmm. to have empath- empathy. Mm-hmm. I think you and I connected over barbecue. Yes, we did. And one of my friends still think that uh, your house has the best barbecue setting in town. Good. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, so I think one a practical tip, and and I've given some presentations to law students in mm-hmm. different schools. I'd say that if you can, uh, study a language. Yeah. Again, okay. it's never too late. It has um, very practical implications, which is a skill set that will set you apart, mm-hmm. especially if it's a language that is not so mainstream as maybe Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it does two things. It, it helps you probably set you apart again finding a job uh, but it also 
makes you realize that you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And just learning one language, I think, will allow you to also be much more mindful of, you know, many more languages. You don't, you don't need to study more than one. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can, of course, by all means. But I think it, it, uh, in your mind, it starts creating doubts and realizing that the way, of course, people tend to think in, in their own language, mm -hmm. not with images, but when you think you're thinking in a language and uh, you realize how people may think different than you mm -hmm. do. And that's always uh, an asset. And when you came to the U.S., you came for school initially, right? Yes. As a student. Yes. Were you married at that time? I was not. And when you came, were you thinking that you would become a U.S. citizen? Oh, no, not at all. No? What was no. that process? It was, um, I came here, uh, it was all very serendipitous. Mm -hmm. I came uh, in 2001, just before a huge crisis mm -hmm. and inflicted Argentina, and Argentina economy, and both economically and politically. Mm -hmm. And for me, desperation oh. was a very good thing. Okay. Uh, you know, the saying, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Uh -huh. uh, I didn't have an option. I didn't have a plan B. Oh. So I had to stay here and doing whatever. And that's why I worked so hard to, uh. to, to find a job. I did very crazy things, I think, beyond uh, the time we have for this podcast. Uh -huh. And um, I always think that uh, that's another takeaway. Sometimes when you have a plan B or an alternative, mm -hmm. you are not working hard enough or harder than the rest to achieve something. Let's say if you are crossing, you know, two buildings and you have a rope, you know, with a rope uh -huh. and trying to go with your hands to the other side. If you have a net, it's very likely that you'll fall in the net, oh. on the net. Uh -huh. But uh, if you don't, I think some people would still likely fall. But, you know, I assure you that many are going to start bleeding and get to their bones, but they will cross that rope. Yeah, they'll make it happen. And that's what a little bit happened to me. Okay. I had no option, so... Huh. Uh, the strength was also a little bit of a circumstantial mm -hmm. situation. I, that's another, another tip. Setting goals that are a little bit, you know, far away, mm -hmm. especially for us, meaning Latin Americans or me being Argentinian, mm -hmm. which is a society that is always used to thinking short terms because we can't oh. afford thinking long terms when a president or a situation would change dramatically from one year to another. Oh. Setting, you know, shorter objectives, mm -hmm. at least in a time frame, it can be very good because if not, it makes it almost unattainable. Uh -huh. I always say, you know, if you're reading, you know, most people are very afraid or intimidated by reading a very thick book. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you think the book like life, like one page after the other, I think, you know, before you know it, you'll finish it. Yeah. yeah. So otherwise it becomes unsurmountable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, if you, if I known everything that I've done to get to this point, I honestly, I don't know if I would have, uh, yeah. do it again. It would have been overwhelming, I guess, right? Yes. It would have yes. felt un impossible. Yeah, and, and mm -hmm. in, inimaginable, you know. Life takes you to very different places, but, mm -hmm. you know, you have to embrace the your situation and yeah, the cards that have been handled to you. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the cards you have to, to play with. You cannot make up something else. Tell me the story about the Argentinian whose last name is Wasserman. Ah, that's a fun one. <laughs> and I, I guess you also realize and, and you know more about yourself and your country or your city mm -hmm. when you travel, right? Mm -hmm. Or when you're overseas, because it gives you the perspective, both in time to be more objective and also of distance 
to see yourself uh, from a different angle. And um, uh, well, my name is Guillermo Wasserman, and in Argentina they really had they had a hard time pronouncing my last name. Mm -hmm. And now in the U.S., they had a very hard time pronouncing my first name. Yes. I remember in law school, sometimes they even skipped me. <laughs> they, they would go with Wasserman, but they, they skipped me. That was good. That was good. So, Guillermo, is there anything, a sweetener for our listeners that we haven't talked about already that you would like to leave us with? Sure. And recently, I heard something from a friend which I really liked. It made, it resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And it's, we have one mouth and two ears. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. And though I speak a lot, <laughs> I realize that it's very, very important to listen. Uh -huh. uh, there's always something that, for better or worse, we can learn. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something bad, you know, it, it allows us to be better situated. Yeah. So I think we would be all better off if we learn how to listen a little bit more. Yeah. I've enjoyed listening to you today. Thank you. You have two little girls. What do you wish for them in their future? Wow. Um, I, I wish them not to, not to lose their ability to be surprised mm. in life mm -hmm. and not to take everything for granted uh -huh. and also enjoy the journey, mm -hmm. which of course is uncertain, you know. I wish I could guarantee them happiness, but I think that's a little bit too overarching, too mm -hmm. easy. So, you know, to get hurt, but enough to allow them to continue the, the road and embrace uh, the challenges and the opportunities to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, again, and ex experience life on their own, not like the dad or mom wants them to. Yeah. So, I don't know, just, you know, whatever it takes them. Yeah. They're lucky to have you as a dad. Your clients are lucky to have you on their side. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. Guillermo Wasserman, everybody. Thank you so much, Don. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Sweet like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite a source of power for the life-minded.